Greetings one and all. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of The Lord of the Storm. I am your friendly neighborhood spider. No, wait, that's not right. I'm your friendly Bible reading friend, Dan Parr. There we go. And we are slinging our way through the book of Romans. Today, we are in Romans 12. You can turn there now in your Bible. And my reading will be from my amazing, easy to understand and read EUR audio Bible. It's available on Amazon.com and is the perfect resource to get more of God's word into your life, which is exactly what Paul is going to encourage you to do in this chapter. Do you ever see monks smacking themselves in the heads with boards? It's because they misinterpreted verse 1 of chapter 12. Listen in to find out what they got wrong. Let's pray. Father, once again, we come before you and ask you to bless this reading. It's in Jesus' name we ask. Amen. Romans 12. Because of this, brothers, I urge you by the mercies of God to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service. Don't be conformed to the ways of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what is the good, well-pleasing, and perfect will of God. For I say through the grace that was given to me, to every man among you, not to think of yourselves more highly than you ought to. But think reasonably, as God has given to each person a measure of faith. For even as we have many members in one body, and all the members don't have the same function, so we, who are many, are one body in Christ, and individually members of one another, having gifts differing according to the grace that was given to us. If someone's gift is prophecy, let them prophesy according to the proportion of their faith. Or if it is service, give yourself to service. If it is teaching, let them teach. Or he who encourages, give encouragement. He who gives, let him do it with generosity. He who has the gift of leadership, do so with thoroughness. He who shows mercy, do it cheerfully. Let love be without hypocrisy. Hate what is evil. Cling to that which is good. And your love of other believers, be humble and gracious to one another, preferring to honor one another. Don't fall behind in diligence. Be eager in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, enduring in troubles, continuing steadily in prayer, contributing to the needs of the saints, and being hospitable. Bless those who oppress you. Bless and don't curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind toward one another. Don't be conceited about things, but associate with those considered lowly or common. Don't be wise in your own estimation. Do not repay evil for evil to anyone. Respect what is morally right in the sight of others. If it is at all possible, as much as you are able to, be at peace with all men. Don't seek revenge yourselves, loved ones, but allow room for God's righteous anger. For it is written in Deuteronomy, Revenge belongs to me, I will repay, says the Lord. So then, follow this proverb. If your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. For in doing so, he sees why he should feel ashamed of himself. Don't become overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. In just two minutes and 31 seconds, Paul has given us enough instructions in this one chapter for us to practice for the rest of our lives. I mean, for a guy who has devoted a lot of time to the subject of circumcision, he flies through this chapter's material at breakneck speed, right out of the gate. Verse 1, present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Oh my, I've done a little reading on this, mostly because I was hoping it would mean something different than what I thought it meant, 
And there are a couple of ways to take this verse. One is meaning the things we do with our body, our works. The work we do is presented to God as a sacrifice. We are offering him the best that we have. And there's the verse in Colossians 3.17 that backs that up, saying, Whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And certainly we are to do that. We can't rightly claim to honor God by giving him half-hearted efforts. And all things, we need to bring him glory. And that's hard to do if we're putting out work that isn't our best effort. The second meaning to this verse is the one that we don't want to hear. And that's doing just what it says, presenting our bodies as sacrifices. Now, obviously, this doesn't mean physically harming ourselves to glorify God. So if you're into cutting or hitting yourself on the head with a board like the monks, stop. That's not what it means. But just a quick aside. It is hilarious when the monks do it in Monty Python's search for the Holy Grail. Somebody out there has got to agree with me on that. But what this is talking about is not self-inflicted harm. It's being willing to lay down your life for the gospel, to surrender it for the sake of Jesus, if that is what has to be done. I remember hearing this story a long time ago. Some Christians in a communist country were found having a Bible study. The soldiers took their only Bible and said, we'll let you go if you spit on this book of lies. If you don't, we'll kill you right here and now. The first man went up, spit just a little and said, God, forgive me. The next person did the same. Finally, it came to a young teenage girl and she said something like, my father, what have they done? And started wiping away the spit and the soldiers killed her. Ugh, I can't tell you that's what I would have done. But hearing of that kind of dedication and devotion and love, it's convicting to me. I'd probably try to justify doing what the others did. After all, they didn't renounce Christ. But the point is that she was so intertwined with Jesus that it wasn't even an option for her. And I think that is what the heart of this verse is getting to. That kind of action, in my mind, can only be done with the help of the Holy Spirit. And the first part of the verse, it does say, I urge you by the mercies of God to present your bodies as a living sacrifice. It's only by God's mercy we are able to do that. Just like it's only by the Holy Spirit that we're able to live out the Christian life with love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. The fruits of the Spirit that we read about in Galatians 5. Not every Christian is living there. I would say most people who say they are Christians are not living there. Why is that? I think that we have become very good at saying we are Christians and going to church but not putting in the effort of living in the Spirit. Honestly, for most of us, things are going okay, and we don't see the need to go that deep. And that sounds horrible to say, but it's honest. When we get serious about God and start to go deep with Him by spending time in prayer and in His Word and in worship and fellowship with other believers, then we are opening up ourselves to more of the Holy Spirit, and He takes a more active role in our lives but we will only have as much of him as we allow him in. So let's pray that we would avail ourselves to him so that we could be the kind of people that can change the world for Christ through him. Pray with me. Father, there are 21 verses in this chapter and we've scratched the surface on just one, the very first. Help us to individually go deeper on this and the others. We recognize the kind of life we are called to live cannot be done except by the power of the Holy Spirit. So help us to yield more of ourselves to you so we can better serve and be used by you 
to change the world around us. We love you, Lord, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, that may be a personal best, or maybe it's worst. Just one verse. Maybe tomorrow we can double that and talk about two verses. We'll see. Thanks for listening today. God bless.